Help me welcome to the show, former director of uh, Black Voices for Trump, my good friend Harrison Floyd. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? C.L., as always, it is a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. I miss you so much, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, my good brother, for being there with me. And uh, listen, man, I want you to tell folks from your perspective just uh, what the Trump effect and on the black vote has been. I don't think anybody can talk to us about it in the way that you can. So talk to us about it. Well, uh, historic, that's the word to use. Um, I know a lot of folks heard it regularly through the the campaign. We were always doing historic things, the first to do that, you know, monumental moment here or there. But, you know, we really just came out the gate swinging. We did something that no one thought would be possible. Even Joe Biden had to come out and say that we were overperforming, whatever that means, with uh, the black community. And um, we really banged it out the park. You know, we got more non-white votes than any president since um, the 1960 election, Nixon and Kennedy. Um, We change the way I think politics is going to be done when it comes to engaging with the black community, with minority communities just in general. And we really put a bruising on the Democrats and, you know, they had to go out and do things that you're not supposed to do to be able to win in uh, areas that are predominantly black. So we, it, historic, historically only, only a way to uh, phrase or say it, you know, we, uh, no matter how you look at this election, everyone was talking about black folks. Democrats, Black Lives Matter, they were talking about black folks. The GOP, talking about black folks, how we're going to win the black vote. We're overperforming. We're doing great. It's, it's phenomenal. Right. They were terrified. They were truly terrified. And, folks, I just, with the percentages, as, uh, you know, Harris and I both know, something very bad must have happened. But uh, we'll deal with that at another time, at an, uh, another, another, another station. We'll talk about that. We've just beat it to yeah. death uh, here we, on we, uh, this show. Let me ask you this. Uh, when we look at the thing that you and I did everything we possibly could to avoid uh, happening in this country and you being uh, someone who has worn the uniform, one of our very finest Marines. Uh, let me ask you this. When we look at the possibility of our nation trending toward socialism, is that just something that we run around waving our hands in the air about with our hair on fire or Harrison Floyd is my special guest. Talk to us about, is that real? I mean, are we, are we sitting on the fence with that? Talk to us. We're not sitting on the fence, CL. It's here. Um, I'm very sad to say that, and it really hurts my heart, something that we work really hard to try and prevent. But if you go and look at downtown Washington, D.C., or you look at a lot of other major cities, you see buildings that are boarded up that, boarded up that were once thriving. You see a lot of graffiti and propaganda written all over the place and places that are annexed, squared off, and you're not allowed in if you don't think a certain way or speak in a a certain language, you know, and um, it's unfortunate that socialism has uh, arrived. AOC and all those folks, they got what they wanted, but what gives me hope is that this is the greatest country on earth. We fought socialism abroad. I think we'll be able to handle this here. They're not going to be able to execute and deliver the agenda that they want in a uh, prosperous 
way and it's going to open a lot of people's eyes it's going to scare a lot of people i think and uh we've already seen you know censorship on social media not just the president but myself i've been shadow banned with losing yeah. followers i'm sure you yeah. were too yeah right and yeah. so we're seeing it in our culture popular culture with celebrities and the cancel culture and you can't keep up with this stuff you know every day it's something new and folks are going to get real tired of it and they're going to start pushing back you know harrison it's, it's so weird it feels so weird to be shadow banned because uh you know that you sent that thing out and normally that the stuff goes out but all of a sudden folks aren't seeing you they're they're not hearing you and all of a sudden your numbers go down and and all this kind of thing man and and let me let me let me de- let's deal with this you're a young husband uh father you know all this type of thing let me let me let's deal with this question uh, and here I am. I've raised my family. I have grandchildren now. But let me let me ask you this about your uh, marriage, as far as the young people, your generation, uh, and you're my son, or you know, same age. Uh, how do you see America if we don't turn this thing around? What What do we do? What do you do? Uh, hey, I've I've come down the road a long way, but you you're still uh, coming down that road. Talk to me. Um, I see the country looking similar to, uh, you remember that movie Fifth Element with Bruce Willis? I remember it. Um, <laughs> and there was a part where Chris Tucker and you're like, what is going on here? What are these people doing? I feel like it's going to be a hybrid of the Fifth Element and Hunger Games. Somewhere in between there is where reality is going to lie for a lot of us. But, uh, I am concerned, um, with, not only the way society is going to go and what we're allowing and viewing to be acceptable into our consciousness, but also the way that the government is going to um, qualify or quantify some of these social issues into bringing them into law. Again, I think that just like under Obama, he had what the House and the Senate for only two years, and um, he ran through things American people didn't want and in a way that they didn't want it and it didn't stick and he ended up losing both House and the Senate. So um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think the Biden-Harris agenda is going to be very aggressive. They're going to try and get through as much as they can before the people turn on them. But I think there will be a turn. So that gives me hope. But the other issue, you know, is with a lot of young folks, they don't pay attention to the details and We need more civics lessons, uh, in-detail civics lessons in this country. So um, I I think people are segmenting and fracturing into smaller subgroups. But in the end, we are America. God, we're in God's favor. And um, we're going to get it right. And I know 75 million of them uh, voted for Donald John Trump. I don't know where that other 80 million came from, but um, that's another. We'll talk about it another time, folks. We beat it to death, and we'll talk about it another time. But just the same, the I have on. Bad. <laughs> I, I have on with me my friend uh, Harrison Floyd, uh, director, former director, Black Voices for Trump, and in my words, these are my words alone, uh, the only legitimate president of the United States at this point is Donald John Trump. And uh, so when we look at the future then of the black vote, Harrison, with the uh, type of platform and stage that is being set up, is it then, uh, in your estimation or opinion, that uh, they are wanting to try and reclaim that which we wrestled out of their hands uh, here 
in this last election, only to be foiled by, you know, nefarious types of things. But, but Harrison, with the failure that you predict of socialism, will the black vote remain uh, vigilant? Will it, has it, has it, does it have its eyes open now? It does not have its eyes open now, but it will shortly. Um, I'm sure you might have seen a video of the migrant caravan coming up from Honduras. Yes, we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot more of that, just like we did during Obama's administration. Uh, Joe Biden already mentioned giving amnesty to Dreamers and uh, these illegal immigrants. So I think what you're going to see is a shift now. Democrats are about to trade us off. They're going to go from focusing on black folks and the black vote to bringing in all these migrants and these illegals and trying getting them citizenship as quickly as possible and getting gaining those new votes. I think that is where the new game is at. I personally don't think the black vote is, for right now, with the Democrat agenda, it's not going to have the umph that it had before. But what gives me um, confidence and support is that once blacks who've been... Uh, I don't want to say held captive, but have been so entrenched in Democrat policies, their eyes will become open to this shift in trend, and they're going to switch over to the GOP or, or this, uh, it looks like a Patriot Party is starting uh, to emerge. I think we're going to see a lot of black Democrats like Vernon Jones starting to emerge in 2024, uh, maybe during or just after. And I think 2026 and 2028 is going to be the real litmus test for the black community and the black vote. I am looking to hook up with Vernon here real soon. In fact, Michelle's working on putting that together now. And I think you're spot on as far as he being a different voice in the Democrat Party. I think he's somebody that that you and I might be able to work with. In fact, I'll talk to you about that off uh, offline. Uh, Harrison, let me then ask you this as we um, uh, began to wind down uh, the, the conversation here today. Man, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on uh, with me uh, today. Does this then boil down to surviving? I'm talking about as conservatives, um, black, red, yellow, black, and white, name your stripe. Two years until we can get to midterm elections. And, and how much damage can uh, the AOCs and the Pelosi's, Chucky Schumer and uh, Biden and Kamala, who is the de, de facto president of the United States, how, 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 how much damage can they do in that two-year span? So that's actually a really good question. I haven't heard anyone talking about that yet. And um, also, before we go, thank you for having me on, CL. I really appreciate it. And um, you're the first person I've spoken to, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you some more, my friend. Um, so in terms of damage, I don't think they're going to be able to get a lot of damage done. Um, and the reason why is whatever they're going to do and package, they got to be able to sell it to the American people. And what the American people really want right now is to start winding down. We want to get back to normal. We're tired of the craziness. We're tired of the fear mongering. Uh, we just want life to be normal and to feel good. Democrats can't do that emotions and the fear-mongering is always their angle, the race-baiting. So whatever they have to present that's actually going to get passed and put forward and not, quite frankly, piss people off, it's going to have to be palatable. I don't think they're going to be able to do that on a big scale. In terms of surviving, 
I think uh, the black community and black conservatives in uh, particular, we got to just come together. You know, this is not a black Democrat, black Republican thing anymore. This is not, you know, who's the, the, the coon thing anymore or Uncle Tom. This is about, you know, <laughs> black folks will not have a voice in this country if Joe Biden is allowed, this administration is allowed to bring in all these illegal immigrants, make them citizens and give them the power to vote, like 11 million of them or something like that. Like there is no black vote anymore. So um, in terms of surviving between now and 2022, 2024, it's not surviving. It's coming together. I think it's uniting like what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would have wanted. And it's uh, saying with a loud voice, you know, we built this country. And we're not going to let it you, – you can't just take it from us and, and do uh, whatever you want with it. I think that's where we have to be on this. Harrison Floyd on this Martin Luther King uh, birthday celebration day, a national holiday. I don't, doctor, I don't think Dr. King would have ever foreseen that. But, hey, he has, uh, he has um, uh, certainly elevated himself, rightly so, to uh, that stature in American history. And I'm really glad to have shared that this day, portions of this day with you, Harrison Floyd. God bless you. God keep you, man. Uh, fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you for being on with me here today, brother.